Welcome once again to our podcast, Redeemed. Uh, the goal and the idea of our podcast is we want to start talking about what it means to live a redeemed Christian life and how that plays out in our own personal life and how that should make a difference. So I really hope that as uh, we're having some conversations about this, that uh, you'll be able to take something from it, implement it into your lives, and that God can use it for you. So hang with us, and we'll go ahead and get started. to the Redeemed Podcast. Michael, have you ever been to a wedding? I have. <laughs> I have. I, went to, I even went to my own. I did. I went to my own, my own too. Oh, there you go. I've actually uh, been able to actually uh, help officiate a, uh, a wedding too. It's not a contest. You're also no. ordained. <laughs> I, I am ordained. That is true. Oh, well, there you go. Have you performed a wedding? I have not. You got a funeral? No. No. <laughs> I do funerals. <laughs> funerals are sad. Weddings are happy. I'm a happy guy. I'm a sad guy. I've done both. Okay. Oh, you're a sad guy. <laughs> Better than you. Uh, so, talk about weddings. Got off track there a little bit. I apologize. Um, but weddings are usually a pretty big thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just ask my wife. Yeah. Same here. Uh, to be honest, I wanted as little to do with the wedding as possible. Yeah. Uh, it's like, honey, whatever you want to do it, you just do it. Tell me when and where to show up. I'll come up, say my vows, and we're done with this thing. And I'll even be there. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And uh, all in all, it was a good experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But as uh, Michael and I were talking, he was bringing up the fact that weddings seem to have changed a little bit since the, since the Bible times. Yeah. Yeah, we don't start our weddings at midnight. Mine was pretty close. Oh, yeah. Yours yeah. was. Yours did feel pretty late. I do remember going and thinking, man, I gotta go to bed. Glad I missed that one. Thanks, Army. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, we got married at like 2 o'clock in the afternoon because why would you get married at midnight? That seems silly. Why not? Well, and apparently that used to be custom. But then you do a little, in the commentary, it talks about how the weddings used to last several days. Uh, the groom and his friends would, would feast at the groom's house, and then the bride and her attendants would wait at her house. And then, whenever the grooms felt like they were ready, they or, sorry, the groom and his friends would feel like they were ready to be done with their feast. They would show up to the bridegroom's house unannounced, and they would have a, it says, a joyful procession back to the groom's house to celebrate. The bride's house. They would go to the the bridegrooms would go to the bride's house. Yeah, and then they would yeah. go back to the groom's yeah. house. Yeah. You said they'd go to the bridegroom's house to get the bride. Yeah. I think we should go back to that first. <laughs> bridegroom. Because the bridegroom is the groom. No, I know that. Bride. But bridegroom is what confused. I yeah, I know. Because do you because do you uh do you understand the role reversal that was there? Exactly. It, it was all up to the groom. Uh-huh. Now I feel like it's all up to the bride. 
Yeah, I mean, back in those days, it sounds like the groom basically just had like a three-day bachelor party. Yeah. Then yeah, I think I'm gonna go get my wife now. Uh-huh. <laughs> now I'm gonna pick her up, bring her back here, and then we'll keep partying. Yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it sounds like. That's yeah. Funny. Things were a little different. Yeah. I bet weddings were a little more fun too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, I mean, they lasted multiple days. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think you would go multiple days. You weren't having fun. Aren't there some cultures that still do that though? Yeah, I okay. do believe there is. I do believe there is. Sounds exhausting. Yeah, it does. Like, I would be wedding down. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I was wedding down after just... After a day? Yeah, just one day. <laughs> yeah, I was too. Me and same here. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about weddings because Jesus is using using a wedding in his parable. Correct. And the part we want to focus on is that... After the wedding, or during when he went to pick up the bride, after he came out, there would be a big procession. Yep. And all the people would basically follow him back to, guess it would be his house. Yep. And then they'd have some more feasting. But Jesus is using this uh, as kind of a springboard to explain that we have to be ready and waiting for the hour when he's going to be coming back. Yes. So he's really he's making the comparison between him and the and the groom, and he's basically saying that we're the we're going to be the bride. If the church is going to be the bride, right? And he's going to come back and get us. Okay, so that's the kind of the parallel here. But what we need to focus on in, uh, here is that in this parable there was ten virgins that were waiting, and. As we kind of talked about before, you could actually have to wait for a long time. Yeah. Because you didn't know when he was going to come get the bride. Correct. It was all just a mystery. So they would actually sit there and they'd wait. Yeah. And, of course, it's dark. I mean, it's midnight, so it's going to be dark. So you've got five of them that are prepared. They have their their, their lamps with their oil, and they have some extra. Got to have extra. Got to have extra. Okay. Then you got the other five that don't have any extra. Well, lo and behold, guess what? The ones without any extra, they run out because the bride, the, the groom's a little, little long in coming. Yeah, they're, feast, they're feasting. Okay, and so these five have to then ask the five that have the extra oil, give us some of yours, and they're like, uh, "No, no, thank you," no. because then we won't have any. Mm-hmm. So you're on your own. So they try to go find some more oil. And in that process, the groom comes through, gets the bride, goes back to his house, and they miss the whole thing. Yeah. They shut the door, and uh, they try to get in. Says, I don't even know you. <laughs> but it says, I don't even know you. Now, why is that important? Well, because Jesus is going to come back. <laughs> Guaranteed. It you can be. write it down. Mm-hmm. He is coming back, and he is going to come back and get us. Yep. And if we are not waiting for him and living our life in such a way that we are ready to go at a moment's instant, we're going to miss him. And when we miss him, it doesn't sound like we're getting in. Nope. Okay? He's going to come back, and he's going to come get us. Mm-hmm. And we better be ready. All right? Yep. Because as it said there at the end, and it's, it's a pretty powerful statement. Mm-hmm. He says, I tell you the truth. I do not know you. Not what you want to hear on that day. No. Oh. No, it's not. So we need to make sure that we're living our lives in such a way that we're looking for and waiting for Jesus to return. Mm -hmm. 
because we do not know when it's going to happen and we sure don't want to miss it. No, we want to be prepared for that day. Exactly. And that should also encourage us to live our, our life in such a way that we're trying to take as many people with us as we can. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that when the time comes, Jesus can take them too. Yeah. So we're not just wasting the time. We're using this time to be as most to be as beneficial as possible for Jesus. Yeah. So that when he does come back, we're ready for him. Okay. And there are several passages here in Matthew that talk about the day and the hours unknown. Jesus is coming back. It says at one point that not even the Son knows when that hour is. Yep. Not even Jesus knows. Not the angels, not Jesus, only the Father. Only the Father. So we better be watching, we better be ready, and we better be living our life in such a way that he knows us. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I tell you the truth, I do not know you. Wow. Kind of scary. Nobody wants to hear that. No. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. All right? So, as redeemed Christians, let's make sure that we're living our life in such a way that we are looking and waiting for Jesus to return. And what a glorious day that will be, though. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It can be a day we can look It's a day we can look forward to as well. Absolutely. Not one so much we should be scared of, but yeah. one we should be looking forward to. <laughs> With with uh, with great anticipation, yeah, because he's going to take us home to be with him forever. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But in the meantime, be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Stay ready. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. And remember, you can connect with us in person every Sunday at eight a.m. and nine forty-five a.m. and online with Instagram and Facebook. And the daily Bible readings are on the website eastcastlebaptistchurch.com. Once again, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next time.